We got a new one though. Hey, hey. Every time, every time I look at. Hey, <laughs> some more, baby. Yeah. Not that bad. You don't have a. You don't have All a right, bag, but... do you? What do you say? Dad, <laughs> Dad, gum it, bro. <laughs> I thought if you had the cookies, I thought I'd get away with a bang. <laughs> hey, this is for the TikTok right here. This is for the TikTok right here. You... Hey, one day. Bang will sponsor the Kingdom Vision for an episode. Hey, hey, mark my words. Hey, yeah, that's right. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kingdom Vision Podcast. This is the second take. That was my fault. Audio wasn't working right, but welcome back to the Kingdom Vision Podcast. Here with Brayden Harris, as always. My cousin, my brother, co-host. Um, today, we're number four at Commands of Christ number four. Um, we say every week that we think this is going to be our best episode. And we say that again about this one. It's something about, you know, John 15, which we're about to read, that Man, it's just it's like it's like Jesus is the is a savior of the world. It's like Jesus is God. It's like his words have power, right? I don't know. It's gonna mm-hmm. this Yeah. Yeah. No, it this this passage really blew me back. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. This one's awesome. So if you've been with us, the first episode, I'll give you a quick run through. First was repent believe, second was baptism, third we did the Holy Spirit, and then today abide and obey. So Brayden, I have no idea what the command is. Just to be hundred percent honest, do you have the command, or do you just have John fifteen? It's John eight. I I have John. I have John fifteen. You know what? It just came to me. John eight thirty one. So this is the command. So Jesus says, Jesus. So Jesus said to the Jews, who had believed him, "If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free." So Jesus says. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples. So there is a command to having fellowship and living in the word of God. So let's dive wow. into the story. Go All right, John, John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples this is heat right here goodness Mm, gracious go ahead ahead. as the father has loved me so have i loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Cho- but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. Bars. So what we just read, I'll give you a quick summary. Jesus is calling himself the vine. Like imagine a tree like a tree trunk, right? So you look at an apple tree, there's an apple which is attached to the branch, which is then attached to the trunk. And an apple cannot grow if it's separate from the trunk, from that is a source of life. So Jesus is comparing himself, like us Christians, to that. We cannot bear fruit away from the source, which is Jesus. Hmm. Um, and then he later goes on to, like, say, obeying his commandments, and then, like, he calls us his friends. Um, there's just so, there's so, there's many so connect- much. There's so many connections here because, you know, um, God talks about, how he's the living water and you know what feeds the branches what feeds the vine like it's water you know that's what grows and produces fruit is that water that that um allows us to grow and that's our nutrients so that's just uh, that's just the whole thing's powerful right there yeah so i mean brayden i let you i'll get let you get first look at this first say so in this what do we see about god go ahead so the first thing I see is that just the fact that we need to take some things from this just to kind of place truth in our own hearts. It says that he abides in us when we do what he commands. So that we shouldn't take that lightly, that he says he abides in us uh, when we do what he commands. And uh, that's just spectacular for me. Um, and this, what, what, is the bad part of this is we are thrown away into the fire whenever we do not uh, do what he commands when we don't abide in him. Um, it says that, you know, he, he takes those out and he, he burns them. Um, if you're a good vine, you're going to be pruned. But if you're, I mean, if you're a good vine, if you're a good branch, you're going to be pruned. Mm. But if you're bad, you're going to be burned. Um, so, yeah. So none it's of us. Like- Dude, sorry to cut you off. I was looking at, there's a big old oak tree in my backyard. And I was literally, this is crazy that I just came to my mind. I was looking at it and there's like burnt off parts where there used to be a branch. Like that's what you do. You maintain your trees. You cut off, you know, if one's grown ragged or out of place, you cut it off. That's crazy that you just, we're, we're reading this. You said that and then that's crazy. That is awesome. Um, dude, I like verse, verse one, right? I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser, right? So, Jesus, this is Jesus saying, like, he's never, you know, I was talking to my friend today when we were doing that Bible study, and I said, compared to MJ and Kobe and LeBron, like, if you get in, you know, pregame trash talk, and Kobe or MJ say, hey, I'm giving you 50, hey, I'm giving you 30 points tonight he's probably going to get score 50 points. If if MJ said he's scoring 50, he's most likely scoring 50. You know, you can fill in that blank with whatever. How much awe and reverence 
do we take people who claim things, but then we have the audacity to doubt God when he tells us something? Like Jesus says, I'm the true vine. Simple statement. I am the true vine. I don't know. I don't know. Is he really the true vine? Is he re- like, like there's doubt. You know what I'm saying? We, Jesus says things and he's not, he's not overly dramatic about it. He's not overly dramatized. He doesn't, he doesn't say more than he has to. I am the true vine. But a lot of times we look over that and we look for more. We look for, you know, I don't know. That's, that's yeah, what yeah. came to me. Um, another thing I took is just the fact that uh, Jesus calls the ones that obey him, his friends. Um, and I'm like, I don't take that lightly at all that, uh, and that he appointed us, uh, to bear fruit. That is our purpose. That's what we are appointed to do. And, uh, we get the privilege. He, he chose us before we were good. And whenever we obey him and decide for, to agree with what he's already done, then he calls us a friend whenever he chose us before we ever decided um that blows me away mm-hmm. so there's so there's so much you can take in your identity in Christ just from this passage um that you get to be his friend when you choose him and you choose to obey him you choose to obey his commands you actually get to be his friend that is that's spectacular and yeah so for me i say i say we jump to the next question what do we learn about people because a lot of this stuff is about God, but like there's a lot of stuff that we can take like living, like just what, what does we learn about people? And the first thing that comes to mind is he prunes us. What does that even mean? It says in verse two. Yeah. yeah every- and I was going to point out, like I said earlier, he prunes the good branches. So, yeah. it, you know, don't get this idea that you get in Christ, you know, you've been born again and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm born again that that old stuff whatever and it's like yes you absolutely grow in righteousness but it's because of the pruning process that you're continually under when you're with christ you will be pruned if you're a good branch if you're a bad branch you'll just be pulled off and and, and burned which which this is correct me if you think the same way i think it's good branch and the bad branches are unbelievers right maybe, no yeah maybe. i think i think the bad okay. i think no, when you talk I, I about the, bad branches, he's saying you're no, you're yeah, no. I, I'm saying yeah, no. That's the bad branches, but the but the good branches are the ones that are pruned. So I'm saying mm. you have to get this in your mind that whenever you're with Christ, you're in a constant pruning. Whenever you are actually doing well, when you're doing well, is whenever you are you are taking the most um, kind of correction, the most. Uh, just a conviction, the most change. That's how, that's the way I look at pruning. Um, so you can actually bear more fruit. Once you prune that stuff that uh, is just kind of add-ons, then you can actually produce more fruit from that pruning process. No, that's good. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying last week. It's by the grace of God. Like we don't decide one day that we're going to follow Christ. It's by the grace of God. And it says right here, he prunes us. A lot of times we get even when we're born again Christians because we're human. You're human still. We're still fallen. We get in this man. Look at this fruit. I did. look at the way I loved on that person. We get. It's very easy to be selfish, but remember, he prunes us. He is the source of our growth. He is the vine, and then he is the one who prunes us, and then he like he's everything. So a lot of times, I that's. I mean, to end what I'm saying is, if you ever get selfish or 
have mm-hmm. a self-centered mindset. It's all him. He I heard God. I heard someone say it's um it's easy to give God the junk. The junk of what you're messing with, this junk of what Ooh. you're dealing with. I'm not going to say easy. I'm going to say it's a lot easier to give the junk and it's a lot harder to give the good stuff back. You know, that's kind of the way I look at pruning is because sometimes it's good fruit that you have, but he wants to prune it to be even better fruit. Mm. And you're like, man, I did this so awesome. I did this. And you're not going to give it back to him to let it prune it even deeper and let it become even more fruitful. Um, and that's the way I kind of look. I view that is that it's, that's oftentimes one of the hardest things for us is to give back the the what God's given us, the love and the and the you know the authority that God has given us, and it's us giving it back to Him and letting Him prune it even more. Yeah, a practical way I see that is like God when we're in the very like the valleys of our lives. God help God, you know where are you at? And it's easy to call it to God then, but when you're on the mountaintop, like I don't talk about my own life on here much. But I remember specifically praying, you know, over the last month or so is when, and someone else said this, is there's a difference in your walk with Christ when you start praising him for the blessings and not asking for something. Or maybe I butchered that. You're no longer asking God for something, but you're praising him for what you already have. That's that's what it is. And when you're already, when you become content in what you have, and like, for example, this videography stuff, we're making videos I'm like, God, like, I'm so thankful. Like, God, this is all you. This, all these videos, like, I'm I'm not even joking. I feel it's by the grace of God that I even make a video, even though we get 20 likes or 40 likes, right? It's by the grace of God. It's all his. And when you switch that mindset of asking, and I don't even know if this is off topic, but you change from asking God for things and you switch that to being thankful for the things God already has given you. Yes, and... and- Really be asking God to um, shed his light on your motives, you know, uh, expose mm. your bad motives, even in good fruit, um, because we will, you know, say we're taking care of kids, we're taking care of this, we're taking care of that. Even though we that in itself is a good thing, a lot of times there'll be like one uh, or not one, just a certain extra motive, a certain extra this, a certain extra that and let God examine all the motives of your heart and all the wills and all the wants of your heart and the things that you've placed in that aren't from God, let him expose those things so he can prune that good fruit even deeper. Bro, we're spitting today. Come on now. Come on, pastor. All right. What else do we learn about people, Braden? What do you, I mean, I mean, you know what? I'll go. Verse six, out of all the commands of Christ, that we've done so far, this is the first one where Jesus says something about hell. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And then the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. You never, we don't follow Jesus because we're scared. We follow Jesus because he is good. He gives us good news. The gospel is literally good news. That's why we follow him because the promises of who he is, right? But there's also... We got to know about hell. We don't follow Jesus just to get get out of jail free card. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very clear here that if we do not abide in Jesus, he's very clear. It's your choice. Just know where you're going. Uh, that's good. And uh, I like to point out 
um, seven. This is, uh, verse seven of of chapter fifteen, and this is kind of just like a side note. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That's showing you the stipulations for whenever you're praying to God. You know, a lot of people like I asked for money, I didn't get it. I asked for this, I didn't get it. He's showing you that you know if you're not abiding in me, you know my um, you know, if you're not buying in, in the ways that, that I am, then, you know, I, I don't make a promise for answering that. Uh, if that makes any sense, like it's what, it's whenever you abide that you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The, uh, so, sorry. The thing that reminds me of that, what you just said is Psalm 34. I think it's Psalm 34. It's like, God will give you the desires of your heart if you delight in him. Okay, am I delight my you know my basically heart? yes. If you if your heart if your heart is seeking Jesus, you will not you will not not get Jesus. You know, if you abide in him, you will get him. You will have him. He will reach you. He will you know, it says seek and you shall find. If you seek Jesus, you he will not leave you hanging. So whenever he's saying abide in whatever you ask, so if you're saying, Jesus, help me see more clear. Jesus, expose these ways that are wrong. Jesus, you know, these are good things, and he will always be faithful in answering those prayers. Um, and that's what this verse is saying to me. Yeah, and a lot of times when you, you read that, your mind immediately goes to tangible, material, worldly things, which isn't wrong because those are blessings as well like uh you know god give me the desires of my heart to have a job that is glorifying to you that's not a wrong thing to say but lately when i've been analyzing and this kind of goes off of verse seven but really the psalm 34 he will give you the desires of your heart is loving what he loves which is holiness and hating what he hates which is sin a growing distaste for sin it's not wrong to look at job look at school look at where you need to be that's not wrong but lately I've started to look at more black and white. He hates sin. Okay. He loves compassion, hospitality. He loves gentleness. Those fruit, like those are more black and white ways. I've started to look at it. Yes. And I can say from, you know, the more that I've been abiding in Jesus, the more my heart is really just asking for more of his ways. You know, the more that I seek and desire, um, righteousness seek and desire to to carry his peace to carry his joy to other people or just in in general just to be to be more like him and the the deeper i go with that the more i i I want it the more i i will for that the more that i ask for that and he's Mm -hmm. always been faithful to help me to to be become more like him and to become uh to have these ways of peace and to have these wants and and hate for for sin like you were saying um he's always faithful whenever my my motives are in the right place even whenever i'm i'm still not good i'm still not worthy um my motives actually go to the right place and then he he actually helps me to grow out of those things come on now so this is not a specific it probably is tied to a specific verse but just the matter of abiding in him for the longest time i never really bought in or understood this idea of a quiet time. Like, oh, I need this quiet time in the morning. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I was, I'm in college. 
So I, I just get Jesus throughout my day. I can read whenever I want. But over the last month or so, when me and you were together and a little bit before that and after that, I've been busy. I've been going, going, coming, going, doing, you know, I'm just everywhere. And I quickly realized that I just become overwhelmed and the stress and the anxieties of life. And now I understand the importance of a quiet time. It's not my ability to spread the gospel isn't contingent, contingent. That's a word, right? Contingent on my quiet time. But when you are busy, especially if you're an adult and you're working, it is so important that you get your fellowship with Jesus before your day and you make it a priority to spend time and abide and obey in the word of God. So I never yes. really understood that, but now I'm really starting to understand it more. Yeah, that's one of the greatest acts of abiding in Jesus is to physically, literally abide in him, take time and, and go to him and and seek rest in him. Um, because he, he, you know, and you see throughout the gospel how much he just praises those people that sit and just want to listen to him, sit and want to listen to his word and, and his words that came from his lips at that time. And now he has it on, on paper for us or on iPhones for mm-hmm. us. He has his word. We can sit there and just abide in his word anytime we want. Um, and we can try to dig deeper into that word whenever we want. Um, so abide in him. See, I... I really am understanding and okay, let's just be honest, Brayden. We've been Christians for over a year now and there's still things we learn. Like we can say things, but it's a difference between saying it and truly having it in your heart. But like God has been showing me like truly resting in who he is. Um, yes. It's so easy to have your hope and your faith in your work and your school and the next thing you're chasing, right? You know, like we're, I just bought a new drone. It's so easy to put your hope and your faith and your excitement and your happiness in that new drone. It's not bad to be happy and excited about it, but truly understanding that you have eight to 10 things to do this coming week. You got to take your kid to work. You got to go to school. You have a project. You have a work assignment. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed, but truly resting in the moment and being a child. Like you think about a child, a child has no worry about tomorrow. They're just, like baby Logan, Shay's kid. She's just there happy. She's four months old, but you get the point. Like truly living in a moment and having understanding that our futures are in God's hands and then resting in that. That's Yes, that's very important. And that is, um, I think that's just such like the essence of abiding in him. I really want to get back. This whole episode is about abide and obey. So we've covered pretty much the abide part. Abide in the, he's the vine, right? But in verse uh, 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. It's an if-then statement. You are my friends if. Do we do the if? If you obey what, or if you do what I command you. So think about, I, I will admittedly be the bad guy here before I was a Christian. I will say February 2020. My whole life prior to that, I, I was a Christian. Name tag. Hey, I'm repping him on my back. Did not do anything he said. Didn't even go to church. Didn't read my Bible. That's not what it's about. First off, let's clarify. Was far from obeying God. But I call myself a Christian. So, Braden, was I a Christian? No. <laughs> you were not obeying the king. I was not obeying. Because if we look at... 
you say like you can I'm not even gonna do any analogies because you can run through analogies all day. It comes down to you are a friend of Jesus, his words, if you do what he says. Brayden, go in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just I just I love it when I see you then. I love it when <laughs> let's meditate on the then. Let's meditate on it. But no, I <laughs> <laughs> but no, I uh, at at Shama for reals on TikTok. If y'all are wondering that I was, reference, I was watching him today. Welcome to Jehovah Java. Welcome to Jehovah. <laughs> Welcome to Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Shama for reals. Yeah, come come check check out our John three sixteen blend. Sh- shout out Shama for reals, dudes. Dudes next up in the Christian comedian game. Yeah, but go he, ahead, is, he is too good. But uh, yeah, if you are you are missing out on, uh, you know, it says if you know, like, do you know Jesus or do you know about him? It's very different. Very different. Mm. You know, you can hear about him, hear things about him. There's a difference from seeing people in the river, seeing people swimming, and being in the river. You know, you you're just looking at people. Um, so you have to to abide in Him. You know, like you're saying about abide. But the way that we do that in the Scripture is by obedience to what He's calling us to do. So, uh, you know, whenever you whenever you miss the obedience. You're really gonna not be able to abide anyway. I mean, if you're, you, that's the whole point. You have to be obedient uh, to the things that he's called us to, and obviously, we get the coolest reward ever of getting to be a friend of Jesus. You know, so and and he, believe it or not, he makes it very easy for us to come to him. Are the things that we deal with on the outside going to be hard? Sure. Is obeying going to be hard? Sure, a lot of times it will be hard, but ultimately, he's available to help you with that obedience. He's available to to teach you in that obedience, and so you're not going to be left astray trying to do this. But I think it's just a heart of of wanting to, a heart of having a will for obedience and saying, "Jesus, help me obey. Jesus, help me to do this," because we can't do anything on our own strength. And in fact, the further that you try to go on your own strength, and even if you even if you think you're doing it right, if you do it on your own strength, you are digging yourself farther from God, because that is not the way that God works. God does not allow you to do anything on your own strength. He's not going to help you with something that's on your own strength. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. He wants to He wants to pour His Spirit out on people that have a willingness to to want, do what He wants them to do, and not what they want to do and the way that they want to do it. Because we have ways played out in our minds that we built up over these years. We have ways. We have these these ways about us, that the ways that, that obedience looks a lot different to God than to your dad. Obedience looks a lot different from God to your mom. So you got to tear down those walls, those, those walls of understanding of how to do things. You have to say, Jesus, I want your ways. I can't do this. I need to, I need you to show me what your obedience looks like. How obedient is that? That I mean, his obedience is all the way to the cross, all the way to the death for his friends. Um, and that is our example. 
See, it's it would be very easy for us to be up here and be hypocrites and say, you're not obeying. You got to do better. You got to stop drinking. You got to stop partying. You got to stop doing those things. But then we would be hypocrites. But that's not what we are doing. We are, if anything, analyzing our own lives and then telling you of the hope that we had because we know we walked in the same things you are currently walking with. We're not condemning you. We're trying to show you that Jesus is trying to give you a way out. Okay? Yes. So I look at my life, right? If you know me, you know what I used to do, right? If I am sitting there calling myself a Christian, but I'm, Jesus says sex outside of marriage is a sin. So if I'm sitting there and doing those things, you can fill in the blank, partying, sexual sin, whatever, and I know it's a sin, but I still pursue it with no regard for Jesus. But I call myself a Christian. Am I a Christian? No, because G- love, biblical love is not an emotion. It is yes. obeying. I, I had I had a, an illustration that God showed me today about this. And in fact, I didn't even, this was before I read even the scriptures. So I, I know it's very Holy Spirit led, but he was saying that imagine having a wife telling your wife, I love you, honey, I love you, honey, you're great, I love you. And then you go and cheat on your wife. Will she re- remember those words of you saying you're, you love, like you're, you know, you devoting your love to her by your words? Or is she going to be like, what the heck were you doing? You know, like, mm. I, I'm mad. I, you know, like, I, why are you cheating on me? And obviously, Jesus is going to act a lot different from you know the the bride in the story, the 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 wife in the story. Let me it, let me let me butt in real quick. God is much more graceful than that wife, but yes. he's also much should be feared much more also. So there's Ex- two. Ends. Yes, Go ahead. exactly. And so you have to look at that and be like, okay, you know, even when I'm saying this, even when I'm saying that, you know, how little does that mean if I'm not you know, following that up by repetitive action, repetitive willingness. And I will say it's important to note that part of that, part of your your obedience to Christ is, in fact, saying, hey, I love you. Hey, I care for you. Hey, I worship you. That is absolutely a part of the obedience. That's part of um, of loving him. That's part of, you know, the whole thing. That And that's absolutely important. That's just as important. But then you have to follow it up with the way that you conduct yourself around other people, the way that, you know, if you when you go in alone with God, that's like you being alone at your house with your wife. You know, you know, you're you're going to be a, a different type of person. You're going to be very, you know, uh, just kind of uh, you. You're going to be who you are with him and you're going to express your love to him. But whenever you go off for work and you leave off for work in front of people and you're out with people, and then you don't conduct yourself in a way that uh, really uplifts the way that you go whenever you're alone, that's not going to be very good for your relationship whenever you're back home alone with your wife, um, if that makes any sense. but Where your love, your, okay, let me say this, your actions are a byproduct of what you say you love, right? Your words mean literally nothing my words mean nothing i could stand up here and have a podcast with brayden and say i love jesus 
But y'all look at my actions, especially if you know me, especially if you see me every day. You look at my actions, right? If I say I love basketball, but I hate practice, I never go – I skip practice. Do I really love basketball? Maybe a little bit, but not – you know what I'm saying? If I say I love Jesus, my actions will follow us. We're never saved by our works. We're never saved by the fruit that Jesus is talking about here. But that is an outflowing. Your actions follow your heart. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. If I'm pre, I mean, pre Christ Cole Harris in 2019 doing those things, my heart was not for the Lord. My heart was for the world. My heart was for uh, temporary satisfaction, and my actions followed that. So mm. where your heart is, your actions will follow. That's what yes. he's saying. You need to obey him, and then you are his friend. That's what, yes. he means, what Jesus means. Yes. And I will say that, uh, what has a lot of cha- a lot of the way that has changed my obedience to Christ, um, in general has been also just been that alone time. Whenever I get that alone time, I sit and I and I meditate and I think on these things that are actually important. I think on these things of God, and then my actions are changed throughout the day because my my conscience knows my conscience knows like oh you know I, i've i've spent this time with the lord like you you get a knowing and he helps you he gives you revelation he touches you in that time when you're alone with him and it strengthens you for the battle of the day so um you know i'm not i just want to get it clear that i'm not saying that um you know your alone time with god is less important than your obedience in fact i'm saying that your obedience actually flows out of that time you have alone with God. That is where it actually flows from. But you can't have one without the other. You need to do both. Um, so really seek God in that time alone and say, God, I haven't been obedient lately. I haven't been as obedient if you, as you'd like me to. Help me with this. Show me where I, I can do better. Show me where I won't let these let these things in that aren't from you. It's crazy what happens when you're truly honest with yourself. You can be doing godly things, but your heart's motives is not for God. You can be doing things that are church worthy and then put the stamp of a stamp of God's approval on it. But when you're truly honest with yourself, where's my heart's desire? It's crazy how God will show you and convict you and by his grace steer you in the right direction. But I want to read Titus 3. Um Three through seven. Um, I've been reading Titus for some reason. I just chose to read Titus um, in my alone time uh, within the last week. I had heard about Titus the week before that, and then in our episode, in our you know outline for this episode, Titus is in here. So that's crazy how God's working in that too. I mean, lining up the word like that. But Titus three through Titus three three through seven. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We are talking about obeying. Do not mix it up with being works-based. 
by the grace of God, we were once chasing our passions of our flesh and evil desires. It says we once once were hated and were hating, but by the grace of our Lord Jesus, he saved us. And through regeneration, which I like that word regeneration, he's like continuously, I mean, regenerating us. Pruning. Pruning, regenerating, do like giving us the ability growing growing us whatever by his grace that is the source of our repentance that's the source of obeying that's the is his grace and his love in him jesus christ that's good stuff mm, that's good stuff mm, go ahead <laughs> uh let's dive back in <laughs> dude my gosh that dude's so funny shima for real shout out to you again but i mean in the last question, so that's that's the how we abide and obey. Why should we abide and obey? Acts, I mean, I don't even need to turn to it. It's Acts 2, verse 41. For we, <laughs> JK, I'm going <laughs> to return to it just because I was about to butcher it. Acts 2, verse 41. And so those who received his word were baptized. That's not it. What It says, um... That, verse 36, for certain that the God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. So this goes back to, you know, like why should all repent? Because all have fallen short of God. So then out of that, who who is to abide and obey in his word? All who are baptized, all who are proclaimed and professing Christians are, this is command. Like that's how we started off. Everything is a command. Abide and obey. So if you're a Christian and you're, man, I don't want to get my Bible. It's hard. I understand. It is a command. Take that. And I feel like a hypocrite right now because this is one and I was complaining. But that's where the grace comes in, okay? The grace comes in when allow that grace and that love to drive you and obey and abide mm-hmm. and obey. Episode four. You got anything else, Brayden? That would be it. That's it for me. All right, baby. We appreciate every one of y'all. This was episode four of Abide and Obey, as I just said. Next week, do you know what we have next week? Uh, I don't even know. It's going to be a surprise for y'all. Mystery (laughs) week, episode five, uh, Commands of Christ number five. Don't even know what it is, so y'all tune in next week, and we're excited. God bless every one of y'all.